Hi there, welcome back. And so I'm kind of cleaning up my seating area uh, right now. And so let's listen to live Midas Touch Trump attacks getting more desperate and dangerous. Cohen reacts live right now. Apparently, political beatdown. Like I Political beatdown. Basically, a third of all of the Supreme Court justices right now, maybe even more through the Federalist Society. Uh, and so he's like, I'm not showing up. I, I, I made the court this way. And just think about the level of arrogance there as the Supreme Court doesn't represent our views. And speaking about that arrogance, just look at what's playing out on the floor of the House of Representatives right now. I want to show you two clips. First clip I want to show you is from Matt Gates defending. George Santos and basically saying that the fact pattern, this is how he defends it, that the fact pattern of Santos is similar to another Republican, Duncan Hunter, who wasn't expelled. We're going to pull up. This is just the way of life of Republicans. It's like used this disinformation spread by welcome to Political beatdown, Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen, New York, New York, home to Michael Cohen, and home to a lot of drama and accountability in the various Trump-related matters. Earlier today, the appellate division, first department, reimposed the gag order on Donald Trump, you may recall. When there was a temporary administrative stay, Donald Trump was bragging about that, like that was some major victory, but it went in front of a full panel. The New York Attorney General's office documented all of the threats directed at Judge Ngoron and the principal law clerk and other staff there as a result of Donald Trump's conduct, which I believe the appellate division found persuasive. And speaking about those attacks, before this gag order was reimposed, Donald Trump continued to attack not just Judge Ngoron or Judge Ngoron's principal law clerk, but Judge Ngoron's wife. And Donald Trump used this disinformation spread by Laura Loomer, who's known for spreading lots of disinformation, and she claimed that this account that is not the account of Judge Ngoron's wife, like a random Twitter account that's critical of Trump, she said that's Ngoron's wife. And so on that basis, Donald Trump took to his social media platform to start attacking Judge Ngoron's wife and claiming that this account, just because it has the same name as Judge Ngoron's wife, was Judge Ngoron's wife's account. So the court had to actually respond. The administrative office responded officially today and said that's not Judge Ngoron's wife. That's categorically false and it is defamatory. And as I said, in New York, New York, there's a debate taking place right now on the floor of the House of Representatives to expel George Santos from New York's third congressional district where I grew up. And it's basically Santos accusing other MAGA Republicans of engaging in crimes and assaulting women and other behavior and them pointing the finger at George Santos. It is a complete mess. And then finally, Cohen, we're talking about New York, New York, Posting the neighboring state of New Jersey. We're learning that... Uh, Oops. 
they're still there. <laughs> DHS hacked into my Facebook. Oops. Are you having trouble paying for healthcare, rent, gas? Uh, what happened, man? Right now, come on! I want some political that they are going. Forgot. Donald Trump was bragging about that, like that was some major victory, but it went in front of a full panel. The New York Attorney General's office documented all of the threats directed at Judge Ngoron and the principal law clerk and other staff there as a result of Donald Trump's conduct, which I believe the appellate division found persuasive. And speaking about those attacks, before this gag order was reimposed, Donald Trump continued to attack not just Judge Ngoron or Judge Ngoron's principal law clerk, but Judge Ngoron's wife. And Donald Trump used this disinformation spread by Laura Loomer, who's known for spreading lots of disinformation, and she claimed that this account that is not the account of Judge Ngoron's wife, like a random Twitter account that's critical of Trump, she said that's Ngoron's wife. And so on that basis, Donald Trump took to his social media platform to start attacking Judge Ngoron's wife and claiming that this account, just because it has the same name as Judge Ngoron's wife, was Judge Ngoron's wife's account. So the court had to actually respond. The administrative office responded officially today and said that's not Judge Ngoron's wife. That's categorically false and it is defamatory. And as I said, in New York, New York, there's a debate taking place right now on the floor of the House of Representatives to expel George Santos from New York's 3rd Congressional District where I grew up. And it's basically Santos accusing other MAGA Republicans of engaging in crimes and assaulting women and other behavior and them pointing the finger at George Santos. It is a complete mess. And then finally, Cohen, we're talking about New York, New York, the neighboring state of New Jersey. We're learning that uh, a lawsuit was brought by a staff member at Bedminster saying that Alina Haba had pressured her into signing a non-disclosure agreement after she was sexually harassed. That and more here on Political Beatdown. Cohen, where do we even begin with those topics all in the New York metropolitan area or adjacent to it? Oh boy, where do we start? So let's start with the very first thing. Let's talk about, for a quick second, uh, the... Oh, God, you're right. Where, where the hell do we start? Let's talk about Judge Ngoron and the gag order. First of all, I couldn't be happier that they finally made the decision to keep Donald Trump quiet as it relates to people who are either, let's say, the judge's law clerk, the judge's family. It's funny because Judge Ngoron is like, I don't care what Donald says about me. It means nothing. It's not changing my opinion one way or the other. And I applaud Judge Ngoron. Cleaning out seeds from a cantaloupe. 
and then I'll put the seeds in my garden so then hopefully one of these days I'll have cantaloupe Roman cantaloupe very nice cantaloupe delicious delicious I'll just stay in Taiwan Nice and sweet. I don't know why I'm saying come on then. But I'll tell you where I think they fell very short in this gag order. One, they should have identified exactly, or at least then Goron should lay it out. In advance, what will happen if Trump violates the gag order again? I would just lay it out. In that way, Donald understands. Like a parent to a child, I told you what's going to happen. You decided to do it anyway. You knew what the repercussions were going to be. Now, take your pants off, bend over, cough. <laughs> and get the fuck into an orange jumpsuit. Because that's what Ingoron has to do. But I'll tell you where they also fall very short, and it's something that applies to me. Something that I talk about on... Michael Cohen is hilarious, man. Michael... One of our Midas Touch, um, Maya Culpa, Michael Cohen reacts that will ultimately be up. One of the things that I talk about is that the gag order does not include witnesses. Now, I'm happy that they all have police protection, which they do from the time that they get into their cars to the time that they get home. And the same holds true for the Manhattan District Attorney and all the prosecutors there. I couldn't be happier that they are protected. But you know who's not protected, Ben? The witnesses. What about us? What about the fact that we are third-party, non-party witnesses who were subpoenaed to come in and to testify? And the same thing that's happening to Judge Ngoron's chief law clerk is happening to me. I constantly am getting the phone calls throughout the night. I am constantly being attacked and bombarded on social media, calling me all sorts of things. One guy even went so far as to claim on television that he was going to shoot me in the face. I mean, these MAGA maniacs are really what I just said. They're maniacs. And it only takes one to decide to do something stupid. And that's the purpose of the gag order, to stop Donald from inciting these people to do something stupid, to place all of our lives in jeopardy, especially those of us that are being required to testify pursuant to subpoena. Now, I got to tell you, unless this shit changes, it's going to be very hard to get witnesses, myself included, to come testify, especially at the criminal case of the Manhattan District Attorney or what would be the criminal case for Fulton County, Georgia, or even the Jack Smith case. What witness in their right mind wants to put their and their families' lives in jeopardy when there is no repercussion to the defendant making these absurd out-of-court statements on social media platforms and elsewhere? 
it's wrong, and the gag order should have included witnesses as well. Well, if you want specific evidence about how Donald Trump's threats actually intimidate witnesses, look at January 6th. Ultimately, Pence decided that he was going to show up, but now we know through some breaking news stories that Pence's notes reflected that he was not going to show up. And so I don't want to offend my friend, he said. I think it was Pence's son who had to basically yell at his dad and say, no, you need to show up there. You need to do what your constitutional responsibility was. But Pence's initial instinct was spinelessness. Um, If you want to look at Kevin McCarthy, for example, and just look at all these MAGA Republicans on the House. What's their reaction to Donald Trump's threats and intimidation? It works against the people who Donald Trump wants it to work against. And where there's resistance to it, where people stand up and have courage. Take Nancy Pelosi as an example. What happens to her? Her husband almost got killed by a MAGA maniac. And then when that happened, what did Donald Trump do and continues to do? He goes out in public and makes jokes about it and says, oh, it looks like she should have needed to build a bigger wall. I guess walls work. And then he implies that that he's going to he's going to pardon him if he wins. Could you imagine? He implies that the assailant, the convicted attacker, attempted murder, was engaged in a homosexual relationship with Nancy Pelosi. That's what Donald Trump spreads that defamatory disinformation. Let's just pull up the court order so everybody can see. Two terrorists saying he will pardon Nancy Pelosi's husband's attackers should be considered one count of comfort and aid to terrorists. Yet, um, the panel for the appellate division. Um, did not include actually that judge who granted the temporary administrative stay. But you see the justices there, and it just says a petition having been filed with this court on November 15, 2023, seeking to annul and vacate pursuant to the local law. Orders of the Supreme Court entered on or about October 20th and on or about October 26th, constituting summary findings of contempt against Donald Trump. A gag order of the same court and justice entered on the record on or about October 3rd, 2023, and so ordered on or about October 26, 2023, and a supplemental limited gag order of the same court and justice entered on or about November 3rd, 2023, and the petitioners having moved to stay enforcement of the aforesaid gag order and supplemental limited gag order pending hearing and determination of the instant petition. Now upon reading and filing the papers with respect to the motion and due deliberation having been had thereon, it is ordered that the motion is denied the interim relief granted by order of a 
Justice of this court, dated November 16, 2023, is hereby vacated. So all of that also means it encompasses the gag order of Donald Trump's lawyers like Chris Keis and Alina Haba, who in court have been behaving themselves in such a shameful manner, attacking over and over again the law clerk and injecting the law clerk into these into these briefs and you know it's one of those things that we said here on on this show and others when that administrative stay was granted and then donald trump spiked the football we were saying that's not a spike the football he didn't win anything that's unfortunately part of the procedure that takes place and we've seen it in the appellate uh, circuits in the federal level as well that you have these temporary administrative stays of things like gag orders pending a resolution because again and we've talked about this before our system had been based on these social contracts and good faith that donald trump just throws away and the moment there's these temporary stays what does he do he goes right away and just posts all day like a maniac attacks on the judge's law clerk and now I want to but there's this there's actually even more that you didn't even bring up going back to new york new york there was a series of motions i didn't even know about it i got a phone call yesterday from a slew of journalists that somewhere along the line there's a bunch of motions being back and forth and salty if you could look it up daily beast came out jose paglieri uh who is a uh, he's a journalist but he really belongs in London with the tabloids. You know, everything gets sort of uh, overblown and the way that he writes, you're not even really sure. And they entitled it, The Name That Shall Not Be Spoken, Michael Cohen. And it's crazy what, what, they, what they were doing. So they redacted my name and it has to do with the Manhattan District Attorney's case. And the lawyers on behalf of Trump are going crazy, even though you know who they're talking about. There's a uh, Donald Trump's ex-lawyer fixer blacked it out. They want my name put out there front and center. And why? Because again, this is a way that they could continue to promote this animus. They could continue to promote these attacks by their people without Donald, again, as the mob boss, coming out and specifically and directly making a certain statement, I want you to attack Michael Cohen. That's not what he's about. That's not what he's going to do because he knows that there would be ramifications to that. So instead, they push these other type of issues. Um, what, what the hell? I mean, these type of articles, again, they start to incite these, again, mega maniacs with the three teeth and the four brain cells that are like, oh, yeah, God damn it. You know, uh, Michael Cohen's, uh, you know, he's a bad guy and Donald hates him and I got to hate him, too. And then they start, you know, with their bullshit and then you get the phone calls, the, the social media posts and so on, all about death and murder and raping and rat and this and that. They are the most, as, as uh, who was it, that uh, Hillary Clinton, they're fucking deplorable. They're just despicable, deplorable people. And the worst is, much of it is not even, first of all, it's not even important. It is about me and about the fact that the Manhattan District Attorney wants to have my name. The judge intelligently is redacting my name 
for obvious reasons. Donald wants the name unredacted for obvious reasons as well. I also just want to share with our brigaders here today something that has not been reported yet. So once again, you will be first to know. I filed late last night a third request for the termination of my supervised release. I had one year left. Oh, there you go. Uh, one year left. Thank you, David Schwartz, Gotham Government Relations. Great guy, friend of mine for a long time. Incredible, incredible lawyer. Went ahead, we sent it in. This one is a little different because not only do I have even more cooperation to put on there, which should give me the ability to terminate this nonsensical supervised release. I paid the restitution before I was even sentenced. I mean, again, if you've read my book, Revenge, if you've read Disloyal, you will understand exactly what was going on here with the weaponization of the Justice Department. All I needed to do was breathe, and they were going to arrest me and incarcerate me and so on, because that's what Donald Trump wanted. So I filed that yesterday. We're going to wait to see what the judge uh, decides in this case. Um, there's three specific um, cases from the Second Circuit, the appellate court here in New York, uh, that two of them had five-year supervised release that they were let off after two years. Both of them were involved in the uh, distribution and sale of cocaine. The third one is a guy who, like myself, had uh, taxes, even though, as you've read in Revenge, I never, I never tax evaded. At worst, it was a tax omission, not a tax evasion. But this guy tax evaded three years incarceration, three years supervised release. They let him off after two years, and he wasn't even finished with restitution. Or if he was, it's the same as me. So I am hopeful. Fingers crossed everybody. Judge Furman does the right thing this time. That government, the Southern District of New York, doesn't oppose it and fight me on the fake bullshit grounds that they did the last time. So we'll see with that. Um, also had a great conversation with Tanya uh, Perry, my lawyer. Uh, we are continuing to really drill down on the lawsuit against Donald uh, for the malicious prosecution, the one that he did with that $500 million uh, lawsuit against me. It's all about accountability. This guy doesn't understand that for every action, as they say in physics, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Nobody has ever slapped this guy back. Certainly not as hard as I have. No one has ever slapped this son of a bitch back. And that's exactly what we need to do. We need to ensure that if he's going to continue to file these malicious prosecutions, if he's going to continue to file these frivolous cases, there has to be repercussions. Because there are repercussions to the person that he's suing, no matter how frivolous. I don't care what anyone says. No matter how frivolous the lawsuit is, and no matter whether you believe that you should win or not, you're being sued for $500 million by a former president of the United States, <laughs> all right? You now have to deal with the expenses. You have to deal with the pressure. You have to deal with the um, with the document reviews and so on. It is so time-consuming and so expensive 
that it is unfair, not just to me as the defendant, but to the court system where the judges and, and the court personnel, they are stuck reviewing motion after motion after motion, because that's what Donald does. They try to motion you to death. All for what? So that before being forced to be deposed, he ends up dismissing the case? Come on. It's absolutely unfair. And if this was Europe, if this was England, he'd be responsible to pay my legal fees and the courts, the courts on financial costs. Not here in America. And that's why I say he needs to be held accountable. So lots going on in the world of Michael Cohen. A lot going on in New York, New York, where I don't want to lose it's sight a hell of a town. I don't want to lose sight of this, that he is going from attacking the judge, the attorney general, the principal law clerk, and the judge's wife. And we see him very frequently, especially um, in the various criminal cases we've been covering here. He attacks the family members. He attacks the wife. I saw a post recently that I'm not even going to share where he attacked Judge Ngoron's son. And we can't normalize this behavior. I mean, it is so outrageous in a civilized society for this to take place and it's just so sad that there's a contingency a constituency out there that loves that that embraces it and it's been embraced as a political party and it's taken over what it means to be Republican today as the MAGA Republican Party. I mean, just look at some of these posts like this is a civil fraud case. This one isn't even a criminal case. Donald Trump's being sued for money, okay, for fraudulent financial valuations, which for Donald Trump in his own mind is probably worse than being uh, taken to court, uh, being a criminal defendant in the case. But these are the types of messages that he's posting. He goes, judging Goron's Trump-hating wife together with his very disturbed and angry law clerk should be noted he's just attacking women here and that's part of donald trump's mo have taken over control of the new york state witch hunt trial aimed at me i just want you to think about this you have a leading candidate for the republican presidential nomination posting publicly repeatedly that he is being sued in New York, he's saying, because of a conspiracy between a judge's wife and a principal law clerk of the judge, who, based on this post, Donald Trump says, concocted a plan to attack Trump and Trump's family, and then as support for that premise, he posts someone named Laura Loomer, who is posting an account with no basis in fact or reality of someone who just happens to have the same name as Judge Ngoron's wife. And now Donald Trump saying this is the proof that he has. And the court administrative staff had to respond and say, that's not Judge Ngoron's wife. She doesn't have a Twitter account. She doesn't post about Donald Trump. 
This is, these are not her posts. By the way, for all these MAGA Republicans who claim to be First Amendment purists, they sure like to go after people who criticize them. But this is not even the wife's ex or, or Twitter account. And this is, this is how big lies spread, Cohen, because a lot of people will say, well, there has to be some truth to this, right? Like, no one would just go about making up a fake Twitter account. So there's got to be, so most people think, because most people aren't malignant, narcissistic maniacs, they think there's got to be some truth in there, right? Usually between two extreme, no, 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 no. It's all a lie. It's all made up. And that's the same thing about Donald Trump's defenses, like when he or, or the lack yeah, thereof. You bring up, yeah, you bring up a great point, which is the same people that want to protect Donald Trump's First Amendment right to say whatever the hell he wants are the same people that were applauding Donald Trump, Bill Barr, the DOJ's unconstitutional remand of me back to Otisville. And by the way, December 14th, I'm before the Second Circuit uh, appellate court here on that specific case um, in my lawsuit against Trump and Barr and the U.S. government and the DOJ. You know, it's amazing how what's good for you is not good for me. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It's like only if it benefits Donald does it make legal sense and that they are for it but if it detracts from him or it puts him into a negative light well that's the first thing that they need to shut down i mean that's just how crazy that these magamaniacs are and it's how scared the rest of us need to be why every single show ben and i are imploring each and every one of you to make sure that you are fully registered to vote. By the way, if you're registered to vote, throw up a Ben Micellus emoji, all right? <laughs> Just so that we know that you're registered to vote. And I wanna see Ben's face anyway. So think about this for a second. If you are not registered to vote, the first thing you should do after this show, the first thing is to go on to the site and register yourself and then ask your spouse or your children who are of age, your neighbors, your co-workers, your friends. Hey, by the way, are you registered to vote? Here's how easy it is. And tell them what needs to be done. And that way, that way, come November for the election, it's all over. It's all over. The blue tidal wave will just completely immerse this red, you know, this red puddle and we can get rid of it where we can get rid of all of these mega maniacs we can get rid of this far right wing of the gop you know we can get rid of the people like matt gates who end up standing up there for george santos oh who cares whether or not yeah he got botox and who cares if he went on to only fans really he was using campaign money he went to, to Ferragamo, bought himself stuff, went to the casinos, bought himself stuff on campaign money. It's called a campaign finance violation. Who cares that you were paying underage girls and taking them over states' lines for what? For sexual relations. Who cares? Because you guys think because you want a fucking local election that you have the right to do whatever you want. You accomplished shit for the American people. You've accomplished nothing. 
fucking nothing other than enriching yourselves and all on the taxpayer's dollar. No, George Santos is responsible. And this bullshit of calling out Jamal Bowman and other people, oh, well, Bowman pulled the fire alarm. Okay, stupid, apologize for it. If there was a fine, he should be fine. Fuck it. But you think that you could justify pulling a fire alarm and stealing money from your campaign, lying to your constituents? No, you are not Jewish. Second of all, you didn't play volleyball for Baruch. You didn't do 90% of the things that you claim that you did. You lied. You lied to your voters. They bought hook, line, and sinker. You're bullshit. Right? Maybe it's your your makeup artist or whoever that just loads you up. I don't know why people went ahead and voted for him, but now that they know exactly who he is, time to go, buddy. All right? And the more that they keep fighting it, the more you realize it's merely because mm. they're afraid that a Democrat could come in and overturn the house of its power. They don't care about the American people. They only care about keeping the House Republican. You know, there's an ethics investigation into Matt Gates. Matt Gates denies the allegations against him. Ultimately, the Department of Justice did not pursue the prosecution of Matt Gates, and because Matt Gates most likely will not be convicted of any crime, what Gates was arguing is unless you are convicted, if you're found to be responsible in ethics investigations, that's not enough. But just think about that position in and of itself, because there's an ethics investigation into Gates for his conduct. I, I want to go and show some of those clips in just a moment uh, in the George Santos expulsion debate, because it's quite something. But um, I want to show you two more posts by Donald Trump. I mean, there's dozens of posts where Donald Trump is attacking Judge and Goran's wife. Judge Goran's son. How horrific can you be? But I want to show you two others quickly, Cohen. Um, speaking about the First Amendment, here Donald Trump says that very bad things will happen to MSNBC, which he calls MSDNC. Um, and, and this is just the language of pure fascism. He goes, MSNBC, MSDNC uses free government. Not just fascism, but terrorism. It's nothing but a 24-hour hit job on Donald J. Trump and the Republican Party for purposes of election interference. Brian Roberts, its chairman and CEO, is a slimeball who has been able to get away with these constant attacks for years. It is the world's biggest political contribution to the radical left Democrats who, by the way, are destroying our country. Our so-called government should come down hard on them and make them pay for their illegal political activity. Much more to come watch that is a threat against a media entity and so cohen when you say they're coming after all media they're telling you what they're going to do unless it's state-run media for donald trump if you're any type of media if you're the midas touch network if you're um msnbc if you're uh salon cnn you're, ABC, CNN, whatever, NBC, whatever anybody anybody who doesn't kiss his ass and pat him on the back and tell him how wonderful he is you know ben how many times on our political beatdown or any of the other Midas Touch Network shows have I turned around and said, I've already gone to prison for an unconstitutional remand proven by 
District Court Judge Alvin K. Hellerstein, who called it exactly what it was, retaliatory by Trump and Barr, the DOJ. How many times have I said my biggest fear is that he's going to do it to you? He's already done it to me. My hope is that he never does it to anyone else ever again. And I can't tell you the number of people that say, you know, sometimes you say things that's so hyperbolic that, you know, we love you. You, you know, you create all these great ratings for us. I said, I'm not looking to create ratings for you. I think you have a very wrong impression of why I say the things that I say. I say the things that I say because I know him better than you. I know him better than anyone because I sat next to him for a decade plus and I understand. I understand him and what he wants and what he's looking to do. So when I tell you, don't listen to me, don't listen to Ben, don't listen to MSNBC, CNN, Fox. Don't listen to ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS. Don't listen to anyone. Listen to Donald himself. Ben doesn't need to read you the statement again. He is telling you that he is going to go after any station. That means anyone. It's not just any station. He's using MSNBC as an example. But he will go after anyone that he gets angry with because that person or those people are critical of him. Who else does shit like that? Well, Kim Jong-un, that's for sure. Oh, how about Vladimir Putin with state-run television or state-run news called Pravda, which in Russian means truth? It's not true. It's his truth. It's their fabricated truth that they want you to believe. And so Donald is telling you himself, what's he going to do? He's going to go after MSNBC. He's going to hold them accountable, legally accountable, because it's government airwaves and whatever, however he figures that they will create, which it's not his right. He's also told you what else? He's going to rewrite the Constitution. He also told you he's going to confer all power to the executive branch. He is going to destroy, to terminate the tripartite system of government. I repeat this over and over and over. Sometimes I almost hate the fact that I have to repeat it over and over, but we have so many new people joining and watching us today, you know, on political beatdown. I need to say it again to inform you, to advise you, to give you the necessary verbal tools when you are speaking to a Trump supporter, to a Republican who is mesmerized by Trump's bullshit. These are the things that you need to come back and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not MSNBC. It's not CNN. It's not ABC, NBC, or anybody else that said they are going to rewrite the Constitution right after I'm sworn in. It is Donald who said it himself. It is Donald who said he's going to go after his political enemies. He is going to be his he's going to be vengeance. I mean, could you imagine that this is a man who is leading the Republican Party to be potentially the next president of the United States of America? What more does he have to say to convince you that he is absolutely 100% unfit, unfit to be president?
president of the United States, especially in light of all the stuff that's going on. And yet, yet, he's still polling higher than anyone else in the GOP. So I want to show you, we showed you already that he attacked the judge. He attacked the judge's wife. He attacked the judge's son. He attacked all the media and says, watch what will happen if he comes into power. When we come back, I want to show you he attacks the Affordable Care Act, and then he also attacks the Adult Survivors Act, which allows victims of sexual assault a one-year look-back period uh, to bring a claim if their statute of limitations expired against uh, their assailant, against their assault or their abuser, Um, and he's attacking that. And by the way, this all happened in the past 24 to 48 hours. And I'm only showing you a few because we could spend hours going through his posts, which I don't want to do. And it's important again to call these out because he's telling us what the plan is. While you have President Biden, while you have Democrats talking about things like improving your health care and wages and supporting unions and giving you better access to health care. And and you name it everything. I'm going to talk all about that. Let's just take our first quick break of the day. Oh, no. Let's not. Heart health and staying healthy is each people with my simple. Blow me. About Cohen. Uh, watching political beatdown to all oh, the new beatdown brigaders. Welcome to the show. I wanted to show you those two things, though, that I was talking about, Cohen, um, before we took the break. Um, Donald Trump attacking the Affordable Care Act. Donald Trump attacking the Adult Survivors Act. I mean, could you imagine for a moment if President Biden made a single post attacking a law that provides a look back period to bring a lawsuit against someone who engages in sexual abuse where the statute of limitations expired. Could you imagine the the power of your pen or the power of your keyboard in positions of leadership is so important. And this is what Trump is writing in addition to all those other things we talked about earlier. Just pull up this one where he goes, I hope that Mayor Eric Adams, Andrew Cuomo, and all of the others that got sued based on this ridiculous law where someone can be sued decades later. By the way, what he's saying is someone can be sued decades later for engaging in rape and sexual assault. He goes, and with no proof, which is not the case because he was sued with lots of proof, will fight it on being totally unfair and unconstitutional. I got sued decades later. She has no idea when her made-up event took place. He says, by a woman, I had no idea who she was. So further defaming E. Jean Carroll. Could you imagine how so? Okay, can I say something to you? Another issue that took place today, we found out. So back to New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. It turns out that the Trump Corporation transferred $40 million improperly into Donald's personal account. Mm-hmm which violates the order that Barbara Jones, the special master, has to be kept informed of all of this, especially as this New York Attorney General case proceeds forward. That was one of the requirements. They denied. Now, 
29 million of that 40, it's been proven, is going to pay taxes. And I find this incredible because you may remember 2016, 2017, Donald Trump paid a total of $1,500 in taxes. Now it's 29 million. All right, just to give you an idea of how this guy plays the game. But 5 million of that went to an IOLTA account, an interest on a lawyer's trust account. And it is believed, and I believe it's been shown now, that that $5 million is the $5 million that is to be used to pay E. Jean Carroll for the defamation case that she won a year ago. Okay. Now, there is another case, a companion case that was brought by um, her attorney, uh, Roberta Kaplan, where they're going after Trump for continuing to defame E. Jean Carroll on the same issue. In fact, it wasn't even 24 hours when Trump was on CNN, and I think it was with Caitlin Collins, and he spewed the same shit that he just lost the $5 million on. Okay? Because the guy's got a big brain and he's a genius. He just did it again 22 hours ago on his Truth Social post. So what do we, or what should we expect? How about a third defamation case? And each time it's before the same judge. It's not like you have to prove the case again. It's all about damages. He's now going to get sued for a third time for continuing to defame the same person that he lost the first round to, that we know he's going to lose the second round to. And I think that case is coming up very, very soon, like I think maybe in January. So he'll lose there. They're going to file another case, a third one against him. And who knows if there'll be any money left for the state of New York after right, he ends up paying all this money to E. Jean Carroll. I mean, it just goes to show you how out of control that this man actually is. You've lost on something. You've been reprimanded. You've been charged with this violation, fined for it, found guilty by you know, your peers, and you do it again, and then you do it again. This just goes to show you that he is completely unhinged and once again unfit to serve as president of the United States. Couldn't agree more with you there, Cohen. And let me just show you this other one where he attacks Obamacare because he previously used the word terminate, and now he's um, changing the language slightly here. We just... Uh, pull that up he goes i don't want to terminate obamacare i want to replace it with much better health care obamacare sucks talking about first off obamacare sucks i mean what do you what do you it's a third grader you know third graders don't talk about that you're a petulant third like like who speaks like this oh it sucks it sucks 40 million americans rely in some form or fashion on the benefits of Obamacare. If you look at the comments that we get to podcasts like this, and Americans out there know, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, has literally saved millions of people's lives. You're listening to saved people's lives and continues to save people's lives. And to have somebody say That's, that sucks. And then also he, just like infrastructure, he had four years to come up with a plan, um, but no plan, 
nothing. And then you remember when he did that 60 minutes interview that he walked away from, he ran away when he was asked tough questions. Remember his press secretary, McEnany, then gave the interviewer on 60 Minutes a huge binder filled with blank paper, 600 to 800 pages of blank pages and said, this is the health care plan. I, I, I mean, this stuff is is unforgivable. It's and I just think one of the issues, Cohen, too, in addition to just a completely defunct kind of media environment. I, I get that there's so much data. It's a deluge of data flooding people that sometimes it's hard to keep razor focused on these things because it's like, where do you look? You know, one time he's attacking the judge, then he's attacking Obamacare, then he's attacking sexual assault victims, then he's attacking the judge's wife. And that's what he relies on. But that's where was, that's where you have to do as as the media, you have to pause. And you have to say very simply the bigger picture and you have to address directly how dangerous this is. And yes, sometimes it's repetitive to have to say it, but he's repetitive and he utilizes the repetition to try to undermine the sting of his fascist message. So what we have to do to combat it is to talk through the dangers and confront it each and every time. Cohen, did you see this story? I want to move briefly from New York to Georgia for um, a moment where his lawyer, Jennifer Little, who's still on his legal team, um, she's his lawyer in the Georgia criminal RICO case. He fired the other lawyer, brought her on at Steve Sato. She was there originally and he kept her on with Steve Sato. Apparently, She's also a witness in special counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation, and she told Jack Smith that she warned Donald Trump about not complying with the subpoenas would be obstruction of justice. But even knowing that, Donald Trump has kept her on the legal team with Alina Haba. Um, just um, People don't know Jennifer Little. I'm not sure if we have the photo of uh, Jennifer Little, the, the the lawyer, and you know she does the selfies at Mar-a-Lago also, and you know, and and she's very much in that kind of Trump Mar-a-Lago world with uh, Alina Haba, but she's a witness against Trump in Special Counsel Jack Smith case and his lawyer in the Georgia criminal RICO case, and that's the thing about these cases too, Cohen. The witnesses against Donald Trump, and this is where your warning from many years ago was prescient, are the people who worked for him. It's Mark Meadows. You want to say this is some liberal deep state thing? Mark Meadows started the Freedom Caucus. He's going to be the star witness in the Washington, D.C. case. Pence, your vice president, is, is he supposed to be some liberal? Bill, Bill Barr, I think, will end up becoming a witness, but I won't get distracted talking about it. But, but these are people who worked for him will be the witnesses against it. But I wanted to reflect on that story right there of Jennifer Little uh, remaining the lawyer and, 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 and testifying. But have you seen this? You can rest assured. You can rest assured that when Trump, Alina Haba, and Jennifer Little are in the same room talking, these two women are catfighting over Donald. And they're catfighting for Donald's attention. I've seen it happen before, and rest assured, that's what he likes. He's not even concentrating on potentially going to prison. He thinks he's going to walk in with, like, the way that he used to walk in from The Apprentice with, you know, a bunch of 
Miss USA or Miss Universe girls, you know, on his arm, you know, coming off of his helicopter and he's impressing the judge, right, with their, with his lawyer's beauty. I mean, I don't understand what he's doing. None of them have any legitimate experience in the areas. Alina Haba has no experience when it comes to trial work, especially not serious trial work. So the fact that he has her, and she's out there front and center, every time she opens her mouth, she puts him further into the hole. Every time she lets Donald open his mouth, he is implicating himself into a crime, or he's lying, or, or committing right perjury. I mean, this is the problem when you have Donald as a client. He doesn't care about the law. He doesn't care what anybody says. He's going for, it's again, he's a visual guy. So he's going for the visual aspect of it, that he somehow is catching the attention of his supporters. He really believes that he is going to win this election, that he is going to undo all of this damage that's being done to him right now. That's okay. Come after me for 200 million, 300 million, 900 million. By the way, Deutsche Bank, I think come December 31, they want their 900 plus million dollar loans all paid off based upon the bad boy clause. That'll be on top of how much um, Tish James ends up getting in terms of disgorgement. This is going to be a nightmare. But in his mind, he thinks he's going to win this election and then he's going to do things to like elon musk i mean i don't understand what the fuck is going on with elon musk to be honest with you he's going all kanye right now i don't get it what's going to end up happening is he's going to go to somebody like elon musk to the zuckerbergs he's going to go to the folks from walmart or any of these other mega 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 billionaires put them all in a room and get them to sign over their wealth to him, or he's going to have them locked up in Guantanamo. That's what's going on in his head. He believes that he can do the same things that Vladimir Putin does. He could do the same things that Mohammed bin Salman did. He's a copycat, but he knows what he wants, and he thinks in his mind he's going to be able to get it. But here's the scariest part, and again, why I constantly say, you must make sure that you're available and ready to vote blue come November. If he rewrites the Constitution and confers all power onto himself, I don't know. I don't know how he'll do it, but Trump will try. And if somehow or another he succeeds, he will be able to do exactly what I'm saying. He will take every dollar from every one of these mega billionaires. Yeah, he'll leave them with a billion dollars. That's because he's a kind guy. But the other 299 billion that Elon Musk has, nope, it's now been given to the Donald J. Trump Trust. Rest assured, that's what's going to happen. Mark my words on it, and you heard it right here on Political Beatdown. You know, they have all these names for it too, right? Like Project 2020. Project 2025, which tries yep. to, you know, g give some like elegant name for pure, unadulterated fascism. And they're just talking about it. You know, the what these, the Federalist Society, the kind of right wing movement that got us this court of six, three extreme right wingers realize is that 
that court that they now got is out of line with where 65 to 70 percent of America is on most issues, whether it's guns, whether it's abortion, whether it's health care, climate, <laughs> you name it. This right wing Supreme Court's out of touch. So as these Federalist Society people have kind of continued to implement their plan, it's nothing short of authoritarianism. And they've utilized these various framings as ways to make it sound more palatable, right? First, they were, you know, we're for states' rights and we're conservative and we're strict textualists and we're originalists and we're conservative, except we don't want to conserve our democracy. We're strict textualists, but whatever the language is. And then when you actually delve into it, you're, okay, a strict textualist, but then when it comes to the Second Amendment, you don't want us to read the well-regulated part. Just checking to see if you're still there. Thanks for a third of a million. Listeners, even if it's just law enforcement surveilling me without a warrant, twenty-four-seven. Somebody else now. Our constitution. Um, so you go through all of those issues like that, and you realize it's just a bunch of BS. What you want is unadulterated power and fascism. Now you got Project Twenty Twenty Five. You have the uh, Senate Democrats against all of this obstruction. Down, 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 down